Welcome back to Trending in Education. Brandon Jones, Michael Palmer, and myself, Dan Stravert, here with you yet again. And on this week's episode, we're going to talk about what we can learn from Netflix, not just uh, what you can watch on Netflix and learn, but also from the business model itself. Uh, Mike, always like to check in first. How are you doing this week? I'm uh, I'm doing uh, I'm doing nicely. Uh, we uh, we were just doing some uh, exciting stuff for Kaplan around uh, data science uh, streaming conference for our company uh, Metis, uh, which is a, a Kaplan company, and it was fun. It's inspiring. So like it's fun when we actually are uh, changing uh, changing how people understand the world. And it was a global. You know, we had a, I think a hundred and over 120 countries representing. Like it's a just a reminder of the, the broad reach of, uh, of new media and uh, streaming capabilities. So, so that was exciting. Yeah, I, the 120 countries piece is, is amazing. Yeah. Um, are you sure it's not 120 counties? <laughs> well, there was one of that because one of the countries was Jersey. Uh, and we were like, wait a second, how that's, is Jersey a country? That sounds about right. Too. That's yeah. how we roll in New Jersey. That's how we roll. It's like, a, it's like an island. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. no, that was good. And, yeah, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and this is kind of like that too. Hopefully, we're uh, we're reaching uh, the the broader uh, global universe, the far through far our flung land of Jersey. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> exactly. we have listeners there. Yes, and uh, Brandon, we did uh, piggyback that on top of uh, something your team does. Always be learning day. Uh, our listeners here on the podcast got to listen to uh, some of that. So, new media and, and the presentation coming there. Uh, any feedback on that day and what uh, maybe people can expect from us in the future in similar styles? Yeah, uh, the, the, we had almost 100 attendees um, from uh, one country, uh, <laughs> probably Canada too, um, and uh, really good, really positive feedback. So uh -huh. I, I think, uh, you know, the, the medium that we're in right now, audio and, and podcasting is, is uh, we know it's a growing uh, medium. Mm -hmm. And we also, I think that the, the idea of learning about and through new media is, um, is interesting to people and it's, it's trending. Mm -hmm. So I, I think we, uh, we covered a lot of bases. It was, it was good. Lots to cover here today and segue perfectly into talking about Netflix. Uh, the idea uh, we have talked about a bit here on the podcast before, binge learning, the idea of edutainment. Uh, but Mike, one of the articles and sort of the kickoff article is more around uh, what we can learn from the business of Netflix. Uh, a specific uh, take here from Bill Taylor, uh, who some of you may know from uh, previous articles at uh, Harvard Business Review and other uh, websites, uh, but all about what he learns from how Netflix operates, how it goes about securing new customers and all those different things. A really interesting read. What'd you take away from it? Uh, yeah, a few things. I mean, one, uh, Bill Taylor uh, is, uh, is someone I, I've been following for a while. He's one of the co-founders of Fast Company, and he writes for uh, the Harvard Business Review regularly, and he's a, he's a real inspiration. So I would say, um, you know, Bill, if you're out there, uh, the Elon Musk chair is, uh, is, is uh, ready for, for renaming, I think, at the right time. So, uh, so I'd say, like, for those of you who don't know uh, his work, he's, he's a really interesting writer, and uh, I think he he sort of connects business themes to broader uh, cultural themes and he's a huge advocate of learning. Uh, so like his famous quote is, you know, are you learning as fast as the world is changing? And uh, that's, uh, that's really a challenge to, uh, to business leaders, but really to all of us. Uh, and uh, he, I think he came up with that quote back in uh, 2012. Yep. And uh, if anything, the rate of change is increasing. So like we like our calculus, you know, like the, 
the second derivative you know what i mean like so we're, we're sort of uh we're not just going fast we're increasing speed uh around uh the rate of change in the world so we got to figure out ways to learn real fast uh and then also just always remember you know to always be learning uh even when you're trying to almost relax and uh, unwind it with netflix for example and chill uh, is that what you're <laughs> well maybe depending on the night uh but you can learn you can learn in those contexts and uh, so, so we're definitely going to talk about that. That's sort of thematically something that we, that we cover uh, a bunch. But um, as almost like a root business metaphor, uh, I thought this article uh, from the Harvard Business Review was, was, uh, was, pretty, uh, was pretty interesting. I don't know, I don't know if you have any uh, thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, thinking about Netflix as a company and what has made it successful and the success measures as measured here, you know, cited in the article, you know, it has a market value of uh, $165 billion, which is more than Disney. It has, um, you know, citing the Emmys that it's received more for the first time in uh, 17 years, I guess, HBO was toppled by, right. uh, by someone else. That's the one being Netflix. Mm -hmm. So I, in, if you're looking at key performance indicators, its performance is excellent. Mm -hmm. And I think there's some interesting things in the article about what, uh, what that's uh, sort of attributed to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, uh, and interesting, despite the macro great performance, they are seeing, at least in terms of uh, their, the, the level to which they're getting new subscribers, that that seems to be plateauing a little bit after an incredible run of growth. So... Um, so that's also interesting. So I think that made this a little, uh, a little more timely too. Like, what's up with Netflix? <laughs> and uh, um, do you like any of the? So I guess there's. Uh, I'll read the list today. Let me yeah, try, let's let me do see it. if I can do that. So one uh, here's uh, the three lessons to learn from Netflix. One is big data is powerful, but big data plus big ideas is transformational. That's the first one. Second one is you if you aim to dis disrupt an industry. You must be willing to disrupt yourself, uh, which is uh, spot on on a number of levels, uh, especially in our universe. And uh, last one is strategy is culture, culture is strategy. And uh, you know that last one in particular, uh, for those of listeners who haven't done it, um, checking out um, the work, the culture work that Netflix has done is really, really interesting, both for people who are in business and even people who are outside of business, if you're in education, like they've actually written down uh, a lot of their thinking about what they value as a culture. And, um, you know, I was, I've, I've referred a couple times to Ray Dalio's book, Principles, which, which talks similarly, where like, there's real power in writing this stuff down. And uh, I find uh, a lot of the work that they've done to sort of uh, define their culture and, uh, you know, come up with things like, you know, we don't, we don't tolerate brilliant jerks, uh, which I thought like some of those things. Uh, Only stupid jerks. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, exactly. But, um, but I think there's a lot to gather from that. Uh, and we talked about trying to build a learning culture as well. Um, you know, I don't know if that's explicitly outlined in Netflix um, uh, manifesto and their culture deck, but I think there's a lot uh, to, to sort of gather from that. And many of us, you know, we understand Netflix primarily as consumers, but it's right. also interesting to think about how there were people who had some big ideas and were able to change, change how we really interact with the world. Um, I think that's pretty inspirational. 
there's so much to go into the history of Netflix too. You have the possible acquisition by Blockbuster, you know, so many years ago that didn't go through. You've seen what's happened to Blockbuster. We've all read the stories. If you watch Don Oliver, you've seen the the final Blockbusters closing and, and all that. That's just an interesting uh, peripheral thing, but they failed miserably a few years back and their stock took a, a major hit when they decided to split off the businesses, right? Try to charge more for one than the other. And uh, to see them rebound like this, Brandon, is one of those, you know, agile ideas, you fail fast and you figure it out. Lots of people predicted at the time that they would not recover from that, that that would be sort of the, the beginning of the end for Netflix. But here we are some, I think, five years later after that happened, and they are on top of the world when it comes to streaming. And one of the strongest companies that you can see in the world, uh, pretty impressive to see. And from a culture perspective, I think it also shows how quickly they could have rebounded. Yeah, I think it's also to the first of the three points. And by the way, um, Mike, nice, nice, nice job reading that list. That Thank you. I, I learned it by watching, yeah, by listening to you, and it, I can. Uh, I have the advantage of watching. You do, you. Yeah, or disadvantages, yeah. it maybe. So, yeah. um, I, I think it also speaks to that first point. So their strategy was always to, you know, there's a quote in here from from Reed Hastings in 2005 about um, uh, trying to deliver selection that con- so, so that consumers can find a steady stream of entertainment that they love, mm-hmm. and you know, in 2005, I'm not sure you're talking about streaming the way that you're talking about it today, right? 2005 is still like in their core um, DVD day. Quickster, right? Quickster. What, the, what became Quickster. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, but, um, you know, I, I think it's, it's probably a combination of the uh, strategy and strategic foresight that Reed Hastings, who I think is just an incredible business person, mm-hmm. um, uh, had and then also the confluence of technology and and technological advancements making that possible. So sure. it's possible had you know streaming not sort of become a thing with uh, the the you know the user experience that it is, where it's fast, mm-hmm. reliable, good quality. Mm-hmm. Um, that that you know that uh, misstep that you talked about, Dan, would would have been. Um, uh, would not have been one that they could have pivoted back from. Right. So it, it's, it's always so, so interesting. And they, this article actually cites it where we should be wary about over ascribing, you know, sort of genius to any given set to a business based on their business results. It talks about how, you know, just 10 years ago, GE was being held up as, uh, you know, the, the uh, exemplar of how to run a modern company and, and has obviously run into a lot of trouble. Um, that I'm not, I'm not sure how they're going to get out from. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a little moment in timeness here where uh, Netflix has these great results today that make us want to laud it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also, in its moments in time, happened to be with the right, those like right place, right time is like right strategy, right time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they had the benefit of that. Yeah, and then they executed the strategy too, because because uh, which I I think to me ties to the culture part, where like frequently a good strategy fails in the execution phase. And lots of times that's when there's not alignment around shared values within a culture and uh, shared mission uh, and uh, really driving the, almost the intrinsic rewards of the workforce. So that they're like, you know, like I live for this stuff. This is really like, we want to change the world, you know, and you can, when you get that level of inspiration in your workforce, um, you really can change the world. Uh, but you're right that the circumstances also need to align. So like there's a hand, I'm sure there's a handful of companies out there that we're not going to list right now who probably had different parts of this equation, right? But just circumstance didn't land their way. Right, for sure. And then, um, and then uh, to your original point though, Dan, like I think the fact that 
you know, maybe this does tie back to culture too, is that they powered through some of those initial challenges. They didn't, they didn't throw up their hands and say, ah, yeah, okay, let's pivot again at a fundamental level to a completely different strategy. Instead, they said, no, we have this, uh, we have this in our sights. We're going to stick to our guns and uh, we understand the long-term game. Um, I think there's a lot to learn uh, from that as well. Brandy you made a great point before also about the, all those Emmy nominations. And this article talks uh, pretty specifically about they're changing the, the content culture, like how content is made and how we receive content in the binge watching era. Um, now, yes, HBO and all these shows you can watch and binge, but they didn't just rely on other companies to create their content. They started creating their own. And that's a big change in their model over the past three or four years. And they just keep churning it out. And to be honest, some of it's terrible. Like there, there are some that are, are real big misses, but some that keep hitting uh, from a culture change and from a content change. That seems like a, a giant addition to how we uh, ingest media and how they're producing so much of it. Yeah, it's a, it's right, and you know they are they they had a big pivot into content, obviously, and and now a lot as did HBO mm-hmm. and um, you know Disney has always been I guess a content shop, but like there's their their acquisitions been around really acquiring real. Um, super valuable IP. Yep. Uh, and it's in the model, if you control the platform, but not the content, then you're at the mercy of the content and the economics around that, right? Mm-hmm. So if you want to stream something and you don't own it, then you got to pay for it mm-hmm. uh, if you're Netflix. And so I, this, this allows them to take money, as they're saying, that's going to invest $12 billion into content this year alone. Mm-hmm. They, they take money and investing it there where they own the IP rights to that forever, mm-hmm. rather than, you know, paying to license someone else's content. Right. It's also, it's, it's also like content creation is fun and awesome. Sure. Like you get to like uh, the creative uh, team at uh, uh, Netflix, people who are greenlighting projects, et cetera. They're like, man, it's better doing this than if we weren't doing this. Right, right. Right. So I think there's like, there's also an intrinsic return. Some of that probably plays into culture too. Like if you're, if you're just a platform shop mm-hmm. versus not that just a, just a content shop is better, but a content plus platform shop. I think that the sort of creative, um, the extent of your creativity, not just in the people who are greenlighting shows or being showrunners, et cetera, uh, that, that can pervade throughout the entire company as well. Yeah. And, um, and I think that's, I think that's cool for I, them. I think you're right. And I think it's also a, it's a sign that being bold and thinking big does sometimes pay off because frequently we hear the opposite, like contain the scope, you know, keep it manageable and probably on a day-to-day basis, I'm sure a lot of those practices are, are part of their culture. But the idea that it's not an either or proposition that we actually can be great in more than one way uh, that's really inspirational as well. It reminds me of, you know, like the, the whole five tool player concept and the idea that like, you know, not only trying to be great in one area, more at a human level, as opposed to a corporate level, like, uh, you know, we all contain multiple dimensions and you can actually be great in more than one of them. Um, I think that that gets really exciting because then you start thinking about, you know, once you successfully deliver what else is out there? Like what would be the next evolution of us as a, as a, as a mission, as a corporation, as a, as a a team with shared goals and values. I think that's really, um, that is an inspirational uh, component to their case study. They, they weren't uh, satisfied with just being a great distribution platform. They actually uh, took on the next level challenge and changed the world in the process. Yeah. They've killed movies. That's the only thing that makes me sad. Like this is, 
This is a company that was built to kill a movie uh, rental company, which right. um, it did. Although I did, I didn't see the John Oliver bit, but I did uh, read the article about the blockbuster in Eugene, Oregon, or wherever it yes, is. That's the last one, right? Yeah, yeah like uh, really holding on. Because uh-huh. um, the Alaskans were, were holding on for a while. Right, this was the right. lower, this is the one the, in the lower 48. Yes. But also uh, now I think those Alaskan ones. Are, I think they're gonzo, right? It took a long time for word to get there. They had to like, yeah. carry it on yeah, yeah. like a back of a caribou. Or yeah, something. or maybe like they sent a raven up there. I think or that's right. Something. Yeah, yeah. But with all the 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 investment into content, and this is true of HBO too, so it's not just Netflix. But you know, when I think about Game of Thrones or you know the things we've talked about, um, you can get seventy hours of really high quality content. That the budgets for those episodes are tremendous. So we mm-hmm. talked about this a little bit before. But mm-hmm. the same for these these Netflix shows, like that that twelve million dollars. Some of that is being spread on like the really cheap, like terrible shows, mm-hmm. but uh, what you're saying flyer on, some of those are funny. Some of them are entertaining. Okay, but um, some of them are being are like the, I don't know what the budgets were for House of Cards sure. or for, you know, so for one of their higher gloss uh, episodes, but, sure. uh, or, or shows. Um, you can now get longer form entertainment in a quality that was formerly reserved just for movies. Totally. And yeah. so not, like, it makes me not want to watch movies anymore. Yeah, well, and I used it, to like movies. And one of the founders, one of the founders of Netflix, now uh, has founded Movie Pass, sort of with the same idea, where like turning the movie going experience, it's almost like flipping the model and saying, "Ah, oh, what worked for Netflix? Can we replicate that now in like a physical uh, movie viewing experience?" I think that's interesting. And then also like the the more like deluxe uh, accommodations yeah. uh, component to we are just Wally. So speaking of movies, the, the movie Wally, yeah. right? It's like we're we're becoming we're in Wally. Like the we we can no longer be content to just sit in a movie theater. Yes, we now need to fully recline for sure <laughs> because especially as Americans, like uh, we're <laughs> all of the problem and they they deliver us our dinner and drinks yeah, and yeah. who delivered all right to you in yes. giant buckets and. Through straw, the aperture on straws has gotten wider. I don't know if you know, have yes, noticed this. Yes. Um, just yeah. So all that and uh, <laughs> and uh, I know we want to pivot into some of like the the learning uh, implications of this, but uh, but but before we do, one quick beef because I'm I'm learning from you. Like, yeah. I want to bring wanna it beef a little bit. It's and uh, I don't think I'm the only one who's complaining about this, but like you, know, you talked about binging, like it's like three seconds before the next thing starts. You don't even like it, and they keep cutting it down. It's too long. It's too long. <laughs> but it's like, sometimes it's like, I actually feel like I'm like, you're moving too fast. I'm not ready. Like, yeah. and it's like, right before you know it, boom, boom, boom. And then I've talked about uh, my viewing partner who is more of a binger than me. As the, and we, I think we're going to talk about uh, space learning and uh, binge learning as a, a, a p- potential for debunkery yeah. uh, in the future. But, uh, but for me, like, I actually want to take a little time to absorb reflect maybe uh lean into that uh zygarnik effect uh of incompleteness so that i fully process maybe even interleave other programming in netflix has none of that they're like no, once I've, we got you you're gonna it's you're like, in it's like a clockwork orange i'm like sitting there like just missing like the eyedroppers as they just keep <laughs> pushing more content uh into my brain all right sorry dan well i i my beef with netflix is are you still watching I feel like that's a very passive aggressive. You're watching too much TV when after three or four episodes, they're like, Hey, are you still watching? Just want to make sure press. Yeah. Yes. And we'll note that down. Your data will be 
stored somewhere and we'll make sure to, to have that on file. Well, yes, I also, I do wonder, uh, again, this is the more uh, paranoid uh, part of me, which is relatively large. Uh, <laughs> well, but, uh, but at some point they might even like sense like mm-hmm. how your posture is and are, are you making eye contact with the screen so that they would like poke you when, when I'm like dozing off. Yeah. Uh, send send like, you a text message. Oh, the fire is crackling up at the night's <laughs> exactly. lodge. Exactly. Well, it's one of those that, you know, you're looking down at your phone, they send you a text message. Hey, eyes up. Netflix yes. is on. Yeah, I'm right, I'm right here. Yeah, yeah. A great discussion between Mike, Brandon, and myself around Netflix and what we can learn from the Netflix model of business, but also content creation and uh, making content and curating content, I should say. We're going to pause there for this week and want you to tune in next week as we pivot the conversation ever so slightly to talk about a company named Skillshare uh, and their recent round of funding when it comes to offering up subscription model education, something we've talked about in the past, something we'll dive into again here, and something that uh, I promise you is a very good discussion and one we hope to expand on in the uh, near future uh, with hopefully a couple of guests over the next few weeks. want to remind you, if you're not yet subscribing to our podcast, head on over to iTunes or Stitcher or TuneIn or the Google Podcast app or wherever you listen to podcasts, we should be there. If we're not, let us know on Twitter or shoot us an email at podcast.kaplan.com. Uh, you can also find us at trendingeducation.com uh, for all of the back catalog of episodes and the building of that glossary that you've heard about here on the podcast. And of course, Find us on Twitter, at Trending and Ed. Share us with a friend. Find a friend who hasn't listened to us before you think might be interested in learning, lifelong learning, edutainment, and uh, the like. And, and share us. Share us on Twitter. Share us on Facebook. And let's build a community of avid listeners to Trending in Education. <laughs>